The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And our show today is brought to you by Audible.com. If you'd like to go out to Audible Trial forward slash Thinking Bigger, you can click on one of 150,000 titles and download a book for free. But you have to go out to that special link, audibletrial.com forward slash Thinking Bigger, and choose from one of their 150,000 titles. We hope that you'll do that. Now, do you have a great idea for your business? Do you wonder whether it can be a successful product or service? Are you concerned about what your competitors are doing? Do you even know who your competitors are? Do you wonder where your next opportunity is in your industry or maybe even outside your industry? Our guest today is Sina Sharp. She's president of Sharp Market Intelligence, and that's a firm that specializes in marketing intelligence information. She's also the author of Competitive Intelligence Advantage, How to Minimize Risk, Avoid Surprises, and Grow Your Business in a Changing World. She's here today to talk about how market intelligence will save you and your business valuable time, money, and resources. Welcome, Sina. Thanks, Kelly. Delighted to be here. Okay, let's get right to it. What is market intelligence, or as you call it, sometimes competitive intelligence? What is that? Right. Those are synonyms, and it's a two big words, $50 word that most people are unfamiliar with. But similarly, these are also words that will give your listeners a competitive advantage. Basically, without giving you a formal definition, it's knowing what you need to know when making a decision about your business. It's being smarter than your competitors before they take action, and it's keeping up with your customers. That's how you succeed in business, and that's how you grow your business. In other words, it's knowing what is true, what reality is today. And yet, most businesses think that there's no one who could possibly know more about their business and their industry than they do. And yet, we wonder when a competitor comes out with a new product or a new service, a new marketing approach, a new idea that we've never even thought of. And it's likely because they weren't current. They weren't keeping up. And so market intelligence tells you what is happening today. You can't believe you live in a changing world and not be able to identify the changes that are occurring in your business, in your industry, over the last six months, one year, or two years. Yeah, we we live in such a changing world, as you say, and technology is driving so much of that. One of the questions that I have for you in doing some research on you is uh, you talk about substitute competitors. What is a substitute competitor? A substitute competitor is somebody who is offering a product or service that isn't the same as yours, but it can be used in place of what you are doing. 
So it can be, it, it could be a food product, it can be uh, almost anything. Maybe technology doesn't quite fit in there, but it can be, for example, in the food business, let's say uh, you have a restaurant. Well, people can also get takeout. They can go to their supermarket where they have a lot of prepared foods. There are many places that they can go. And someone who is not open to what is changing will say, oh, well, it's not as good as what we offer. It doesn't make any difference. If the customer or prospect goes someplace else and doesn't come to your establishment, they are satisfied with what the substitute is. So we have to be aware of what is it about the substitute that is appealing to them. One of the myths of business is that price drives everything. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you in over 30 years in business and doing this, that even with the most commodity product, that price usually comes up as number three or four. It's not price. Price is the driving factor when you haven't differentiated, when the customer doesn't care. And that will sometimes happen, as it does for all of us. But for those times when they do care about something, that's where you have the opportunity to reach them, and you reach them by knowing what is important to them today. And I'm sure that some of our listeners are going to be pretty much amazed that prices as low as three and four on the list. If that's the case, what are some of the other influencers, the one, two, and three positions? It varies by industry, but I can tell you that as an example, which is absolutely shocking, is that we did an investigation of the market for uh, uh, fittings, plumbing fittings. So if you have two pipes, the piece, the elbow or the pipe that joins the two pipes comes together, we were doing an investigation of those fittings. Nothing can be more of a commodity than that. You can't do it really? in another material. It had to be in zinc oxide. You can't do it in other colors. You can't do it in polka dots or other prints. It's the most commodity product. And yet, when our client was interested in that business, we went to the distributors. That's how that product was sold. We went to the distributors to find out, number one, if they were interested in having another line, and number two, what a new vendor could do to make them want to take them on. What would be appealing about it? What would their customers want? Mm -hmm. And again, this is an area where pricing came out number three or four. Quality and service is not even one or two because that's a given. That's the price of entry to business, as it is for most businesses. You've got to have the goods. One of the things that was most surprising that was number one was the ease of doing business with that company. Ah. And that's something that is very rarely talked about. So, yes, you have to be able to deliver on time. You have to be able to have sufficient inventory. But the ease of doing business, because there were so many others with whom they could do business, they didn't want hassles. Mm -hmm. Don't make it hard to give, me, to give you my money. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> so then we talk about uh, things like, Okay, you gave the example of the food. Another one would be entertainment. You could go to a ball game. You could go to a movie. They're not direct competitors, but it's another way to spend your entertainment dollar. Another type of competitor that fascinates me, and this does relate to technology, somebody was telling me recently that they had an online experience, that the shopping cart on this uh, 
the site was like none other that they had ever used. And she said, you know, from now on, that is going to be my benchmark. If I shop online and they don't make that experience, the, the site doesn't make that experience the same as this other one. And they, she said it doesn't matter what industry it is. She says, again, I think it probably goes back to the, the convenience, the, easy, the ease with which you can do business. She said, that's what I'm going to judge all of the sites by from now on. And, you know, who, who would know that? Who, who would know that as a business owner that you're being judged like that? Right. And, and yet, I think we all know that of many, many times when we have tried to buy online and we went through the whole process and we spent five minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes online finding what we wanted, getting exactly whatever the specifics were, whether it had to do with size or something else. And then when we got to the shopping cart, we bailed. Yes. Because it was difficult or they started adding all kinds of other charges or other things. I don't have the exact statistics in front of me, but it's a very high percentage of people who leave the site when they get to the shopping cart. And as I said, we've all done that, so we know that that's not unusual. And yet, companies know that, but they don't pay attention to that. So that's part of how you succeed in business by paying attention to the things that are annoying, that customers mention, that you see with other businesses like this woman did with the shopping cart that was so easy, the checking app, those are the things you pay attention to. You don't even have to spend a huge amount of money and hire somebody like my company to do this. If you pay attention, you will find ways to keep up and to constantly satisfy your customers. Customers do not want to leave the vendors they work with. Once they decide to buy from you, whether it's a supermarket or whether it's uh, something that you do for your business, they will stay with you. And they'll even forgive you for things slipping a little bit and not being so great. But eventually they won't because you will have forced them to leave, either by you're not, not keeping up with the products and services or features that they want or bundling or the packaging, whatever it is that applies to your particular business. But if customers leave, it's usually because of the business itself. They are not continuing to satisfy the customer and another business is. We've, we've talked a lot about competitors and that's one way to use market intelligence. There's some other ways I want to get into a little bit later in the interviews, but before we leave the competitors, sometimes a business will get into this cycle where they start paying so much attention to what their competitors are doing that they really start losing sight of what their business is about because they just keep jumping and introducing things uh, in the aftermath of what their competitors roll out. So how do you... How do you have a balance between keeping an eye on your competitors and knowing what they're up to and, and maybe making some adjustments in response, but at the same time keeping your own business on track and not deviating just because of every single new thing that comes out? How do you make those judgment calls? This is such an important area because so many businesses are obsessed with competitors. They think their competitors know something that they don't. They give their competitors more credit than they deserve. Yes, sometimes competitors will come out with something new that is very successful. It doesn't even have to be a big deal thing, but that you know does keep them successful. But generally speaking, paying attention to competitors is just one more piece of the whole puzzle of what I call market intelligence, which involves knowing all the things that impact your business. 
competitors are just one piece. Mm -hmm. So you have to keep it in proportion. The thing to keep in mind is that business is not a zero-sum game. That means just because another company wins, that doesn't mean that you lose. That only happens when you only have two businesses in the same industry or two businesses in the same town offering those services. Right. So that holds true, you know, a, a, a zero-sum game. You know, one, one wins and one loses when you're in sports or war. But not in business. In every single business, there are many, many, many companies that can be successful. So whether we're talking about restaurants or car dealerships or anything else, there are multiple companies that are successful. Far more important for you to spend your time focusing on the marketplace and customers because that's where you will grow your business and that's where you will be successful than your competitors. I'm not saying to ignore them. But I'm saying don't focus on them. Right. And in fact, I have an entire chapter in my book titled Why Fixating on Competitors is Misguided. And it discusses all this. So I'm not saying ignore them, but don't focus on them. Exactly. What are some good sources of business intelligence? How, I, how would a company like mine or, or any company, how would they even begin this research? Right. Well, there are many ways to do it formally, but as I said, it's also – a matter, you should also do it informally. Pay attention to customers' body language. Pay attention to their tone of voice if you're talking to them on the phone. Pay attention to even competitors' customers if you're going into competitors' establishments if we're talking about a retail business. So that's one way of noticing what's happening. And in fact, let me give you a good example of uh, the coffee business. McDonald's uh, used to offer regular coffee. Mm -hmm. And many of their employees noticed that customers would come into McDonald's holding cups of Starbucks. Ah. Now, now, McDonald's offered coffee, but these customers didn't want McDonald's coffee. They wanted a better quality of coffee. And this was going on many, many months, and the company um, the company encouraged their employees to share feedback, and they did. So eventually, McDonald's did a test market, and they hired some baristas, and they put in better equipment in some of the stores, and it was so successful that they decided to roll it out to all the stores to make a far better quality of coffee. Within one year, the, the sales increased to the extent that analysts credited this new coffee to much of the increase in sales. McDonald's didn't start off trying to be competitive with Starbucks. Their aim was to satisfy their customers. So instead, just pay attention to what's going on and you will learn a lot. But in terms of formally, there are many things to do. And I know we're all really busy and, you know, that's all we need is more things to do. But really, quite frankly, when you do the right things, you find that your time is better spent because if you make poor decisions, then you have to redo them, and that's not a good use of your time. So making the right decision the first time is a far better use, and that comes about by knowing what's true today. Now, the source that we all go to, including me, is Google. Google is not a good source of business information. But we all go to it, right. Pardon me? But we all go to it. It's the first thing we, we all do. Go to it. Right. It's easy. Now, 
Google is fabulous. So I'm not saying don't do it. Do it initially. But when you don't find what you want, don't think it's not available. Just that Google is not a good source. Better to go to Google News mm. or Bing, which is Microsoft's answer to Google. Right. And that's slightly better. Again, it's not great, but it's slightly better. You'll get a little bit more information. The thing to do to keep up is two main things. Number one, I encourage your listeners to subscribe to their trade publication. It can be automotive aftermarket news, pizza marketing, packaging digest, chemical and engineering <laughs> news. There are literally dozens of trade publications for every industry. Call up the company, or rather call up uh, the publisher of the magazines. There's a there's a book in the library you could go to. It'll tell you all the magazines that service all of these industries. It's called Standard Periodical Dictionary. And it will list dozens and dozens of trade publications for every industry. Call them up and ask them to send you a sample issue. When you find one that you think is halfway decent, subscribe to it. And even better than that is buy a year's worth of back issues. And you might say, why do I want old information? Right, right. Because the reason is, is that we are so far from knowing today's reality that if you even just scan last year's table of contents, that you will learn so much that you didn't know that's true about your business, and this is from last year. Now, I know a lot of people, you know, prefer online. If you can find the publications online, that's great, but... Some publications will, you know, don't have it, or what they have online publication is not as thorough as doesn't have all the information that the print was. Everyone is different, but read your trade publications. Also, you should regularly be, re be reading a good general business publication, such as the Wall Street Journal or Fortune, some publication that you can read on a general basis. And it doesn't have to be about your industry. If you know what's going on in business and society overall, you will see clues and hints and indicators of what is happening that you can apply regardless of your business. Yes. There are also industry newsletters, which are much more narrowly defined, and so they will have even better information and they're more current. It could be things like small bank newsletter, marketing to women, compensation and benefits for law offices, agri-plastics report. There are just, again, many, many industry newsletters. There's a directory in the library. Just go there, uh, make copies of those appropriate chain, uh, pages, and then go back to your office and, again, as I said, Get a sample copy. Yeah. Obviously, lots of resources, including Sharp Market Intelligence and firms like yours, where you can actually have someone like you do all this research for you. We're talking here today with Sina Sharp of Sharp Market Intelligence and the author of Competitive Intelligence Advantage. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, I want to talk to Sina more about some of the trends that we're seeing in the marketplace. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Looking to establish your brand as an industry leader? Want to deliver helpful, relevant content to your niche audience? 
Look no further. Our staff at Custom Publishing can produce branded newsletters, magazines, podcasts, and so much more. We'll take you from concept to distribution or assist you with any stage in between. Writing, editing, design, audio production, voiceovers, digital, print. If you have a communication need, we have a solution. Call 913-831-8100. Call us today and discuss the possibilities. That's 913-831-8100 for all your custom publishing needs. Hi, I'm Kelly Scanlon, host of Smart Companies Radio, and I'd like to tell you about one of the sponsors of Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. It's audible.com. Get a special offer by going to audibletrial.com forward slash thinking bigger. Get a free month service and download a book of your choice. You get about 150,000 titles to choose from. So go out to audibletrial.com forward slash thinking bigger. Thinking Bigger Business Media is accepting nominations for the 14th annual 25 Under 25 Awards. These prestigious awards recognize 25 outstanding businesses with under 25 employees. We're looking for dynamic Kansas City area for-profit companies with under 25 employees that have been in business at least three years and have shown steady growth, a commitment to the community, and an ability to overcome challenges. If your company or a company you do business with qualifies for the 25 Under 25 Awards, fill out a nomination form online at 25under25.com. That's 25under25.com or call 913-432-6690 for details. Self-nominations are encouraged. Apply now. Nominations are now open and close October 14 for 25 Under 25. Special thanks to our sponsor, UMB. Visit 25under25.com to nominate your business. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're visiting here this morning with Sina Sharp. She's the president of Sharp Market Intelligence, a firm that specializes in competitive marketing information. We've been talking quite a bit this morning, Sina, about how to keep an eye on your customers, about some good sources for doing competitive intelligence research. What I'm interested in now is how do you use marketplace intelligence to understand whether or not you should launch a new product or whether you should start a new division within your company or perhaps even spin off a new company? What are some of the things that you can tell us about that? Right. Well, it's it's very tempting to try to get into, to try to do something new, especially when you think that competitors are doing it or other companies. You always have to assess it in terms of how it fits with your company. If to do some this new initiative, are you going to have to buy new equipment? Are you going to have to hire a different sales force? Are you going to have to carve out a new space within if you have a retail shop? So it's good to keep on top of it and think about how it applies to your business, but it has to be appropriate. And I think that's one of the things that businesses do too often is that they jump into a new area because it's hot and they're convinced that this will be their differentiator, but it doesn't fit with the rest of your business. Mm -hmm. You have to really understand what your business is, what your customers are coming to you for, what's the value that you offer to them. So be aware, but don't jump too quickly without checking it out, both in terms of checking with your customers as well as doing some research on it and finding out that what you think is true about this new initiative actually is not only true, but it fits your business. 
Right. What are some of the trends that you are seeing in the marketplace these days, not necessarily industry-specific, but cut across several industries in the marketplace? You mentioned bundling earlier, for example. Right. There are so many uh, trends that are going on. Actually, bundling is, is one that's quite old, but it's just as relevant today. That means taking a lot of different things and putting them together into a package. So whether it's taking McDonald's Happy Meal is a bundled product. Right. They've taken several different individual items that they offer, and they've put it together into a single package. So it's that kind of concept. A dynamic pricing, for example, which is something we see on the airlines, mm-hmm. that the price changes according to supply and demand. We see it in uh, sporting events and entertainment, but it really can apply to many other businesses. But, again, be careful, does it apply to your business? Being authentic, this is so crucial. Customers can really see through. They want you to be authentic and transparent, and they want to have that confidence of the kind of company they are dealing with. There's a lot of movement the last several years, especially because of the millennials, with philanthropy, Mm -hmm. with taking care of our society, with giving back. And we've seen many examples of this, and it just continues to grow. And especially if your customers are younger, it will be even more important to them. So we not only have the example of Tom's Shoes, the buy one, give one, but even in homes. I met somebody who had, they have a a company called Give Back Homes. They don't give homes away, but what they do is when you buy a home, a portion of those sales go toward building homes in places where there isn't sufficient housing for people who are less fortunate. So the whole concept is really growing in major ways. It doesn't mean your entire business has to be buy one, give one away free. It might be one small segment of it. Again, does this make sense for your business? So these are just some of the ways, some of the trends and things that are having the sharing economy such as Airbnb or, you know, Uber. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are many different things that are happening. Whatever is being talked about is a trend. So think about it in terms of the broader picture. Are there elements of this that I can apply to my business? Yes. Great information today, Sina. Obviously, we can't begin to tap all of it. People are going to need to get your book, and I know you have some other tools that you can uh, steer them towards that you offer. Could you tell us about those, please? Sure. Monthly or bi-monthly, we publish sharp insights. They're very short, 200-word blurbs on market changes and ideas. They're meant to be brain starters for you to think about what is being, what is successful in other industries and in other countries that you can apply to your business, and they're free. Just go to our website, sharpmarket.com, and the front page will take you a link to Sharp Insights, and that they're free. Sign up for them. Uh, The book is filled with examples, Competitive Intelligence Advantage. It's available on Amazon or as an e-book. And if any of your listeners have a question and they just want to talk about something, please feel free to give me a call at 310-379-5179, and I'll be happy to brainstorm with them for a while on what they can do to jumpstart their business in some other ways. And if your company brings in speakers, I'd be happy to share with you how you can do all of this for yourself and do it. Or if it's not your company, if you have a business group or association, and I travel, happy to come and meet you in 
Paris in New York City or in Bakersfield, California. Wonderful having you on the show today, Sino. Lots of great information. Thank you very much. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at www.ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.